Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of February 27th, 2023, season five, episode number eight. This week we talk about a Marilyn Manson sexual assault accuser was apparently lying and recants her accusations this week. Travis Barker injures the same finger again during Blink-182 rehearsals. And who won the award for Best Rock Tour of 2022? We'll let you know about all of the Polestar Touring Awards and more, plus this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, Weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up right now at rocknewsweekly.com. And watch us when we go live every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. All right, yes, it's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. What's up, everybody? Chris here, as well as David. What's up, David? Hey, yo. How's it going, man? How's it's, the week been? It's How's been the week? pretty good. I'm really tired this week. I know, you were saying yeah. kids kind of wearing you out with parties and such. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the age. <laughs> I know, the kids, man, when they start having parties, it's funny, like, at our age now, like, you look back on when we were doing that kind of stuff, and we thought it was a blast, but from the parents' perspective... You have to clean before the party. Yep. You have to clean yep. after the party. And it just seems like it never ends, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, let's get to it this week, though, guys. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, some interesting news stories. So uh, let's get to it. Uh, this week of February 27th, 2023, Season 5, Episode number 8. So, so we've been talking nonstop about these accusations about Marilyn Manson. And now the headline this week is that our Mar- Marilyn Manson sexual assault accuser was apparently lying and re- recants her accusations this week. So we'll talk about that little story. Also, Travis Barker, I know it sounds like the same headline as about two weeks ago. Travis Barker injures the same finger again during Blink-182 rehearsals and actually posts some x-rays this time. So we'll look at those. Who won the best award for rock tour, best rock tour of 2022? They do this every year with the Polestar Touring Awards. So not only for rock, we'll see who is the best hip-hop, who is the best pop. All the best tours of 2022, all the data's in, and they give them awards. So we'll go over all that stuff, of course. This week in rock and roll history trivia, all that good stuff. Weekly WTF, uh, everything's up, rocknewsweekly.com. We're always live every Sunday twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly create a free account follow us for free and get notified when we go live but if you don't want to do that that's fine we're on demand at youtube youtube.com at rocknewsweekly same thing for twitter facebook instagram all that stuff so check us out all right uh let's get to it tour news this week guns and roses announcing a huge world tour uh they were also announced as headliners at aftershock festival which is the one that we always do uh, at the radio station. It's in Sacramento. Have you heard of Aftershock, by the way? Just let's start there. I have, I have. Yep. Yeah. Uh, big. It's four days now. Started as a two-day festival. Uh, we've been doing it at the station for about 10 years. Uh, how, how long has that festival been? Going? 2012. Oh, okay. And we started doing media the second year they were there in 2013. I think it may be even in 2011, but I think... Uh, 2012 was the first official year, and then it started as a, um, I think even maybe a single day in its first year, but when we were involved in 2013, it was a two-day festival, 
Then it turned into a three-day. Then now it's a four-day. So anyway, Guns N' Roses announcing that they're part of that Aftershock lineup for Sunday night here in Sacramento. Uh, that's going to be on, on October 8th. But, man, they're all over the world again. Uh, they're going everywhere. They're going to Canada. They're going to Germany, Denmark, all across the U.S., playing all the major states. So if you guys are a Guns N' Roses fan, I would definitely see it, and especially if you missed the 2016 to 2018 kind of tour range that they initially did. I had extremely low expectations for this tour, David. I got to tell you. I kind of bought into the whole media thing about Axl Rose. He shows up late. He doesn't care about his performances. He's kind of a prima donna. Um, you know, this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, one of those, like, needs all the brown M&Ms. Or <laughs> Something like yeah. that along those lines. <laughs> those were, that's what everybody used to tell us. Like, oh, man, Axl Rose, he's a fucking, you know, you know, he's this or that. Blew me away. When we when we went to the Guns N' Roses show in 2016, 2018, whenever it was. I think it was 2018. Yeah. Um, we saw him in somewhere like Concord Bay Area. We were a little bit late. We didn't get to the actual show until about 8.15. We were kind of hanging out in the parking lot, and we missed the first show or the first song because they were promptly right on time at 8 o'clock, which is totally antithesis to what Guns N' Roses. Oh, Axl Rose is always late. They're never on time. Exactly on time. And they played an over two-and-a-half-hour-long set of every single song you could think of. And he was running up back wow. and, uh, back down the, the stage. Good chemistry with Slash. Good chemistry with Duff. At, like, it, it seemed like uh, they were doing it for all the right reasons and having a good time. And it blew me away. I was like, wow, this is totally not what I was thinking was going to happen for Guns N' Roses. So I personally did have a good experience with it. It was a cool show. But my I think it was because my expectations were so low that I was like, man, this is going to suck. Axl Rose's voice is going to suck. He's going to be fat. He's going to be, you know, hopping around and not, <laughs> not doing anything on the stage. Rolling around the yeah, stage. Yeah, and there's going to be no chemistry with him and Slash. They're going to be just like, you know, eh, screw you, man, you know. It wasn't like that at all, and it, it, he proved me wrong. So I got to say, you know, at least give it a shot. If you guys are on the fence, it, it may be a good show. Sounds like a good life lesson in general. Yeah, that sometimes you kind of buy into the hype, and sometimes you just see nothing but stuff on the media, and you're like, you know, oh, that's going to be a bad band. Oh, you know, I heard all they do is, you know, this or that, right? You never know until you actually go out and see them live, so definitely do that they're one of those bands that i would say as long as they're doing it right now nobody really thought guns and roses was going to get back together and now that they're doing it go out and see them even if you're a casual fan i think you'd have a good time um all right let's move on to some more tour news this is kind of a smaller festival that was announced in oregon but uh, it got headlines because danny carey is the drummer from tool and he's doing a side project called G danny carey trio and that's on saturday uh, but it's April 20th through the 22nd, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a 420 fest, if you will, with Elder, High on Fire, Big Business, True Widow, Danny Carey Trio, and more. Uh, it's happening, if you want to check it out, facebook.com slash stumpfest777, and that's in Oregon. Uh, so there you go, Portland, Oregon. Kind of a cool underground metal fest. 777. I guess a little, I don't know, tongue-in-cheek 
reference to 666? I don't know. Well, I, I ask because I've been seeing a lot of graffiti lately with a cross mm. and a 777. Oh, and really? I was looking it up, and it apparently has something to do with, like, Christian rock or something like that. Mm. So I wonder what that's all about. That's interesting. I know none of these, none of these bands are definitely Christian yeah, rock Yeah, Lord band. Dying doesn't sound particularly uh, <laughs> praise, right. you know, praising or anything like that. So, yeah, I'm wondering about that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Stumpfest, though, uh, make sure you guys check it out. Danny Carey trio from Tool, kind of cool. All right, this was uh, the big headline this week, the Polestar 2022 Awards. So before I announce uh, the winners for the categories, David, just off the top of your head, I'll ask the three kind of main ones that people think of. Rock, hip-hop, and pop. What do you think were the top top touring acts of 2020? Yeah, so this is not just album sales, nothing to do with that. Top tours. Tours. And this is all based on gross numbers, like money brought in. Right, so okay. it has nothing to do with maybe just you know the quality of the music, whatever. So, rock, hip hop, pop. What do you? What are your three guesses? Okay, so is uh, did Beyonce go on tour this year? I don't know. Le- it was last I know year. Last year, in twenty twenty two. I'm not so sure. Maybe. maybe. Okay. It, it doesn't matter Dang. if they just just guess. Whatever. Okay. Whatever so you I'm think. just gonna say Beyonce for uh, for the hip hop. Okay. And. Uh, I guess Coldplay is more pop, right? They could be considered rock. But I, like, but uh, considered maybe rock. They, they seem like they're like they get a lot either of people, or. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could um, be either or. And then for pop, maybe uh, Taylor Swift. That's a good. Yeah, those are all good guesses. Right? That's a good guess. All right. Well, I think you're you're on the right track here. So let's look and see who the best ones are. For rock, though, it was Motley Crue and Def Leppard. Well, well, well. They had a joint tour, uh, the stadium tour. They took home the best rock tour of the year. And the Eagles yeah, took home. Yeah, that makes the, a lot more sense. I the, mean, those are big. Yeah, yeah. And it was a big tour for them. There, there was an award called the Polestar Mile, Milestone Award that was awarded to the Eagles. Don Henley accepted that. And Dave Grohl made an appearance for the, um, I guess there was a personal manager of the year award. John Silva for the Foo Fighters manager, he got that. Uh, so, but let's get to the actual big ones here. Major tour of the year went to Harry Styles. Rock tour of the year, Def Leppard, Motley Crue. Hip hop tour of the year is Post, Post Malone. Malone. Oh yeah. Post Malone, Twelve Carat tour, R and B tour of the year, Lizzo. Okay. Pop tour was Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Country tour, Chris Stapleton. Latin tour, Bad Bunny. Comedy tour was Dave Chappelle. That was a big one, you know. Okay. Obviously, that was pretty big for him. This was cool. The uh, support special guest of the year was tied into Motley Crue and Def Leppard with Joan Jett Joan and the Blackhearts. Black so they got the best opening act kind of thing. Residency of the year: Harry Styles, Madison Square Garden. The family event: Disney on Ice. You ever seen Disney on Ice? I've seen the commercials. Never Have seen, you seen it, it though. No. I've never seen anything like that live. I've never th- seen anything on knock ice. Knock your socks off. I, oh, I bet. You'll see, you know, Mickey Mouse skating and doing triple <laughs> sow cows. <laughs> you won't believe it. Is that triple goofy? Triple sow cow. Is that goofy doing a Triple a axle. Splits? Yeah, triple axle. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, gosh, that's surprising. Uh, that's a little surprising to me. What's that? The, the Disney on Ice one. It's Disney. 
that's the part that doesn't surprise me. Is it me. that I, they've got so much well, infrastructure it's because, and, and that it's makes because it the of best. how much like, money how they, they how much money they charge? Okay. And remember, it's not what's considered the best; it's the most financially the, okay. successful. So, okay. like, maybe you know these artists aren't the best in their genres. So but it's all about the money. Golly, they get awards. They for get it. awards, and they got all the money too. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Right. Fantastic. All right. Here's something that's not fantastic. That is the middle finger. It is. It is. And look at look at that big. <laughs> Punk rock. Oh my gosh. Yeah, look at it's it, these are two different x-rays. Apparently J-Lo? This is or the no, first L-J. time. This is the first time and then this is the second time. Good gosh. So, he's not injured at once but twice. This is Travis Barker from Blink-182. Now, it looks like a little little piece of the bone down there. Like you see that little white yeah, part? I you, mean, I'm not an x-ray yeah, reader, but this maybe part of the second injury. I mean, it looks all bent on that first one. Yeah. But then on that one, it looks like a little piece of it. Yeah. I don't know, man. So, take care, buddy. He he broke take he care. broke it on February 8th the first time and then uh Just now again, week. so this was the 21st, uh tw- like so February 20th. So about 2 weeks later almost. Less than 2 weeks. That that sounds like some sort of sabotage is going on. I just think it's him being stupid. Like the hamburger is like coming in and like raising up his drums or something. <laughs> like, ah, I'm leaving. He plays very animated. Like I don't know if you ever like seen some of the way kind of he's like. Oh, okay. He's all you know, Mr. Showman kind of like doing this whole big old deal animated kind of way of playing drums. So I think it might be part of that, and maybe he's just getting older and not being able to. I know what it is. I know what it is. Didn't he just marry a Kardashian? Yes. He got the Kardashian curse. Oh. Right? It's just it like happens in, to them all. It's like in basketball. In basketball, they get the Kardashian curse. It's just here in rock and roll wow. music now. Well, you heard it here first, guys. See? See? That's going, uh, uh, what do they call it? Viral. It is. Or fungal. Fungal. Go fungal. I like that right? better. We're going fungal. See? It's more of an infestation. See, that's a, an, un, see? an unpleasant infestation. Innovation. <laughs> right. We innovate here. So. All right, this was kind of a cool thing that uh, a little feather in the cap for Depeche Mode. They're only one of two artists to appear on the Billboard Alternative Airplay chart in each decade of his existence. So it started in the 90s, right? Okay. The alternative uh, uh, charts. So Chili Peppers the only ones, uh, other than Depeche Mode now, to have one number one like a number one track in each decade, 1990, oh. 2000, 2010, and 2020. So Depeche Mode, they have four number ones now from each uh, uh, decade. So just like Chili Peppers. So Wow. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And Depeche Mode is one of those bands that, you know, kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan too, but they've always kind of, not really underground, but I think underground's kind of a good way to describe. Well, I mean, you don't hear them on the radio. Main, all yeah, the they're time not mainstream, here, you know, but widely appreciated still for their musical yeah, uh, prowess yeah. and you know who they are. So they're one of those bands that I think can kind of. It, Chili Peppers have had a lot of help. They're always in the media. It seems like you always hear stuff about them, but to me, that's a lot more impressive for Depeche Mode to pull that off, especially in the later years. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think eighties, nineties, I you know, impressive. and even in the eighties when they were, that was their heyday, 
that wasn't even a chart then. The alternative charts weren't even happening in the 80s. So for them to do it in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s, that's even more impressive for me. It's, it shows a little more staying, staying power for them. So congrats to them. Cool little uh, achievement. Very good. All right, so let's get to some redemption a little bit for Marilyn Manson. As this hit the headlines this week, one of Marilyn Manson's sexual assault accusers has recanted her story, alleging that her ex manipulated her into making false rape allegations. So they're reporting that this lady, Ashley Morgan Smithline, she's a model, revealing in a court filing that, quote, I succumbed to pressure from Evan Rachel Wood and her associates to make accusation and assault against Manson that were not true, end quote. Her assault accusations were that he was raping her while cutting her with a swastika emblazoned knife. So, what do you think of that? Uh, two points for showmanship. <laughs> That's right? pretty creative with the whole the swastika, swastika thing, knife. Right? I mean, that really does... All you got to do is throw Nazi in there and you're not popular. So I have to say this poor, poor I don't know. dude in, in some ways. I, I don't, don't want to say this poor guy, but I... poor little Marilyn <laughs> Manson. <laughs> Sweet little Marilyn know. Manson. What did he right? ever do? Oh, man. No, I mean, that's that's uh... this is proof of that kind of shit where it's like to me, this delegitimizes real sexual assault by her. Um, coming out here and saying this, which is true, and I'm glad that they fessed up to it, but in the process, it delegitimizes a lot of other sexual assault allegations because people are like, oh, she's just making it up. Well, she's just making it up. Yeah, I that other girl is making it up for Marilyn Manson, right? It's like you're not helping anything. Now it, it ruins his stuff, ruins her stuff, it ruins stuff for the thing in general, you know? Yeah, that's a tricky one. I don't know what to say about it because it's... It's kind of like one of those things where it's such a high-profile kind of situation. That, oh, darn it. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Uh, the pressure is on, you know? And I wonder, I mean, I don't know what they're doing on their on their own time, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe she just took it too far or something with what she was saying the first time, or there was like I think, a, well, they say that she was pressured by her ex. Yeah. So, or by by his his ex, right? Evan Rachel Wood, was, right, was pushing for him right. to uh, to say this. Right. Were they? I, I wonder. Are they friends? In or cahoots? Like that, or? or was it just a professional thing? Like, where they reached out to them? Yeah, like say, kind of a lawsuit a thing. Like it, like when it's a class action, yeah. they like, do you want to go in on this together? Yeah. Like we're all accusing him, and then they were like, oh yeah, well you know. Even though I was totally, uh, our sexual uh, encounter was a consensual, yeah, maybe I could say that it was, uh, uh, you know. Now, do we know much, Ashley Morgan Smithline? What's what no does idea. She do for a, she's a, a model. And stuff? As okay. far as I know, she's a model. I didn't look too much into her. Uh, it says 38 year old model. And I kind of looked her up, and she's got a boyfriend, and I don't know. I, I didn't really see too much on her. So I have no well, idea. Well, that's too, that's too bad. I still think uh, Marilyn Manson's up. He's a real, he's a creep, and I think there there was stuff where he was actually doing wrong, yeah. and this kind of stuff makes it blurry on both sides. So I hate that; it doesn't do any good for anyone. So yeah, the, the, the sort don't of, lie, people. This, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> the sort of discourse yeah. gets uh, gets sullied, and then people can it sucks be unexact and things. Yeah. All right. 
this was an interesting story. Steve Vai, great guitar player. Learned with uh, Frank Zappa. Amazing guitar prodigy, dude. Says he's sitting on a whole Ozzy Osbourne record that he recorded in 1995 with Ozzy uh, for Ozzy's uh, sessions for that album that came out uh, in 1995. So he's saying, Ozzy and I got carried away. We were having a lot of fun. We ended up recording a lot of stuff. And we started scheming. Hey, let's make a new record. And all that was fine and good. And we got excited about it until the hammer came down. And they basically said, what are you doing? No, you just got to take a song from Vi and finish your record. Uh, he went on to say, I don't have any control over the rights to it, obviously, but we did record some pretty good stuff. Ultimately, his only credit on that Osmosis album from 1995 is a co-writer on My Little Man, so he's not on that album at all. Mm. And he's saying that they recorded basically a whole album of stuff. Um, do you think that... I think this happens a lot with um, musicians where they invite someone into their studio and... Oh, crap. They uh, invite somebody into the studio, they kind of have them as a guest on the album, right? And they're like... The flow, the chemistry's flowing. Yeah. Everything's going good. Oh yeah, let's do this. Why don't we try this? Oh, let's try that. And they're recording everything. All that stuff, ninety percent of it probably never sees the light of day. Yeah, and you didn't polish it all to you know a perfect product, and and you only get maybe one song where it's really good, and you're like, that's that's a good enough track to be on the album. But that other ninety percent of it. Never going to see the light of day, right? Which is, that's really Isn't that a unfortunate. Shame? Yeah. And I mean, I think about regardless it. Regardless like, of the genre, like yeah. hip hop, everything, there's so many probably outtakes and different things and different transitions and beats that they throw away and they don't use. And rock was the same thing. Guitar solos, they cut them out. No, that's too much. But it's like, man, that's a killer guitar solo. Or when whatever. you kind of wonder, like, how often does this happen? Because you hear about the, the, you know, posthumously released. On, outtakes, you know, outtakes on you know B sides or whatever, but how much actually is uh, still left over? Lost in the sauce, right? as they say. Uh, and this is just an example. Like no one's ever even heard of this in the rock community, and that's why I made headlines. Like what Steve Vai recorded basically a whole album with Ozzy from that time period. Wow, I bet it's probably pretty cool. And why not put it out? I wonder. That's another thing that I hate about these record labels is they put this shit under lock and key and it's creative, really cool shit that people should hear and fans of both of these bands would pay for and want to, you know, see or hear. And they still put it away because they can't figure out, like, a, a way to how do to it. How to market it. Or, how, or how to legally do it with both camps, how to get Steve Vai's management, Ozzy's management, both on board. Here's something that we both can agree to and let's put it out, right? Yeah, and that's the, that's the shame. And then the fans suffer from that. That there's this good material just sitting, basically in a vault. No one's gonna hear it until one of them dies, and then it's a a shame, you know. Yeah, I mean, commodifying art, and a... and it's sad because it it doesn't happen until one of them dies, and then it's like, well, yeah, now we'll do it. Now that there's no legal right. issue, because now we'll do it. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking shame. So let's. Let's change that, guys. Like, put it out now, you know, while you're both still out, and maybe do more stuff together. It's perfect. It's ripe for a 25-year anniversary. Right? Yeah. 
from 1990 or 27. Well, speaking of Ozzy, he's got this new PlayStation commercial, and it's great. And I want to show it to you, David. Have you seen it yet? I don't think I have. All right. Well, let's play it because it's 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 fantastic. Uh, we'll uh, let me cue it up here for you guys on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Rock News Weekly. Let's watch it here. Here we go. All right. Here's the new commercial from Ozzy. Uh, he does it with PlayStation, and it's great. It's just like this uh, hilarious uh, commercial that he does with uh, PlayStation on their new VR set. And to me, it just shows that just like Ozzy's just like a endlessly timeless, like cool dude to where he can um, kind of I don't know, like transcend. He's not just like a metal guy in a rock show or whatever. Like he's genuinely funny, and like he has like a really cool fun personality and it's I, like you know how people say you're a rock star on that new commercial too. in that in that in that sense like he's a rock star yep <laughs> there's that whole commercial too where they go through the office and he was uh, you know uh, oh yeah, yeah they're yeah. they're making fun of that saying as well but all right check it out here it is where did this come from Ozzy, are you gonna help me pack these boxes or what we've got a flight to england hang on sir i don't want to play with my playstation vr2 i'm very technical these days <laughs> is that a friendly dinosaur oh my god what the <laughs> is that is that a storm, bird? Just let me kill the dino machines. <laughs> oh no! Sean! Ozzy, what's wrong? I think this storm bird's trying to bite my head off. That storm bird needs to get at the back of the line. <laughs> what do you think of that? Mrs. Flight. I know, right? Pretty good though. I, I love how Ozzy's just doing different stuff. You know, he's got a he can't tour now. Um and I really it, he's like to me he's like the the Betty White of the rock and roll world at this point. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's like kind of like a treasure, you know? Like uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Betty White was someone you you sort of like beloved by all and well respected by all, well respected, and right? just like and now they've I turned mean, into somebody who's like enjoying their life. They're having fun. They're doing new and different kind of fun stuff. Yeah, and and I think it's part of Sharon too. Like Sharon's a great manager and a PR person for Ozzy, and she always like gets him into those cool things. So. Uh, anyway, cool, cool shit. Good for you, Ozzy. Get better, man. Uh, I hope you keep doing this uh, for as long as you can. All right. So this new survey study. Know if you like a song in five seconds or less. So I wanted to ask you: Do you feel like you find yourself when you're listening to new music? Do you give it more than five seconds when you're listening to a track? Do you like try and listen to it for a minute? You try and listen to the whole thing. What's your What's your I, thing I try on and that? listen to the whole thing. Yeah? I mean, generally. So if somebody says, like, hey, check out this new album from this band, and then say you download it on iTunes or wherever you're getting it from, or on YouTube, and you pop on the first thing that pops up, whether it's the single or the first track, 
and you, you'll try and give it the benefit of the doubt and listen to the whole track, right? Yeah, I mean, I usually, yeah, yeah. that's, I kind of, I mean, it's so low, low stakes now, so I mean, low barriers to entry that it's easy to get. And it's like, what the heck? You know? Very true. That's a good point. Back you know? when we were buying CDs in the 90s, it was a lot, it was more of a gamble. Like, yeah. and you didn't have the luxury of listening to these albums in advance the way we do now. You got to drop $15 and have no, like, real, real clue. That's not likely. You only hear one single off the album and you're like, okay, I'm here and I want to check out this album, but is it worth buying this entire album yeah. off of just one single that I've heard, right? So, yeah, I think that's kind of human nature. And they say, uh, 650 participants in this study listened to 250 songs in full and song excerpts lasting 5, 10, and 15 seconds, and they say, quote, over the course of any given song, the acoustic properties change dramatically, but that doesn't seem to matter much to the listeners. They know uh, they respond to the vibe of the track uh, within that first five seconds, and they don't mm. care about the notes or anything like that about it. Uh, it's They're trying to figure out how song evokes emotions in people yeah like i think there's something to be said of like the identity of an aesthetic right someone creates right you can sell you can tell pretty quickly you know the the type of voice the person has that's a good point that's a very good point and i think people kind of maybe hold on to that for better or for worse they'll be like i'm a punk guy i'm a metal guy or that's not the vibe i'm into right now i want something heavy i want some i I already have this idea of what i want to hear and if that's not matching with it within that first five seconds, I'm skipping it. Yeah. And I think that's probably part of that as well. All right. So, yeah, let's check this out. This is a, a cool article to end the rock news this week. It was a, an amazing find at a thrift store and feeds into my whole why we uh, search for things at thrift stores and things. You never know what you're going to find. Oh, my gosh. An unpublished JFK photo from the day of his assassination was found in a thrift store CD case. A man in Texas bought this secondhand CD. Bachman Turner yeah, Overdrive. It was a Bachman Turner Overdrive best of, or the anthology on CD, right? That's about right. <laughs> right? And he said he found this, uh, George Rebellis. Uh, he didn't open the CD case until a month after they purchased it. He discovered it, and it was a Polaroid photo, a real Polaroid photo depicted Kennedy riding in his motorcade in Dallas, and it was a handwritten date on the back, 11-22-63, the day of his assassination. My goodness. He says, I was shocked, I was shocked, uh, and that's putting it mildly. Uh, unusual find in a thrift store CD case. He says, realized immediately it was an unplub- uh, unpublished photograph. Struck me as odd to find in a CD case. Um, that a former FBI analyst uh, looked over the photo it's authentic and appears to be in snapped at, as the motorcade left Love Field, a good distance from the actual assassination. So it's not like it was, you know, of that moment or anything. But still, look at that photo. Isn't that amazing? Found in a Bachman T. <laughs> Turner Overdrive CD case at a thrift store. That That is just wild. But to me, the authenticity uh, ties in because it's in Texas. Yeah. And that's oh, somebody yeah. that was there when that happened in texas and that was and like they held in, on to that or obviously. it was in their uh in their junk drawer and they didn't realize it and they just put it in there for safekeeping for the moment stuck it in the bachman turner overdrive bto isn't that crazy
So. Well, it's like, you know, I'll buy a book at a thrift store or something like that. And You'll get a find weird a photo book in it or yeah, whatever. Like a weird book marker. Sort of wonder about it, you know? That's a good point. Sometimes, yeah. I heard, Can uh, you imagine, like, some of the things that could have been happening right before they put that bookmark in the book or whatever? I know. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I love the history behind the stuff like that. And the thrill of the hunt, as I say, when I search for things at um, thrift stores or um, garage sales. Yeah. You never know, man. Yeah. You never know. Uh, anyway, all right, so let's move on to some birthdays this week. Let's do it. Happy birthday time. Birthday. Happy. Birthday. Happy. Right, birthday time. Time for some birthdays. David, take it away, man. All right, Jerry Harrison, guitarist and keyboardist of the Talking Heads, seventy-four. Real quick, uh, they are on tour. Jerry Harrison and Adrian Ballou. Uh, Adrian Ballou wasn't in Talking Heads, but he was in Frank Zappa. He was in King Crimson. Both very accomplished guitar players. They're doing Talking Heads, Remain in Light, one of their best albums from the early eighties. Uh, in its entirety, apparently, there's some kind of like feud going on between. Jerry Harrison and some of the other members of Talking Heads and uh, David Byrne, the lead singer. Mm. Kind of like a thing with Jello Biafra and Dead Kennedys. A lot of the other members want to do something. Lead singer dude is kind of holding everything up. So they're doing their own tour, guys. If you want to see Talking Heads remain in light, I saw it this past October for free at um, Golden Gate Park's Hardly Strictly Bluegrass, a festival we should check out, man. I got to get you going maybe this year or next year totally free festival that they do at Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. Not only bluegrass, but a lot of other genres as well, and they're a great example of one of the headliners uh, closing it out on Sunday. Um, I mean, and man, I love Jerry Harrison. I know, and and, and it's free. Uh, anyway, these shows aren't free, obviously, on this tour, uh, but you guys can check them out, so I just want to throw that out there. He's on tour and very active these days, uh, and he's sounding great, so check him out on the road. Paul Jones, original lead singer of Manfred Mann, is 81. Look at that snazzy uh, navy blue vest. He looks dapper. He does. Looks like he's ready for a night. He looks like a dapper Dan man. (laughs) (laughs) He probably does have a dapper Dan pomade right there in his pocket. (laughs) Uh, Mike Peters, singer-guitarist of The Alarm, is 64. Let's go up here on this hill. He looks a bit like... Let's let's take a picture on this hill, isn't it? He kind of looks like... uh, a young hey Mike. Mike, can you smile? Can you smile for the photo? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck off. Come off it. Come off it then. <laughs> In it. <laughs> In it. Uh, Kaimani Marley, uh, reggae, reggae artist and son of Bob Marley, is 47. Yep, 47, looking good. We saw him a couple years back at uh, oh, yeah. Cali, Cali Roots oh, in nice. Monterey, uh, nice. California Roots Festival. Kind of a majority of reggae, but now they, they have a lot of hip-hop. We saw Cypress Hill there. Remember those photos oh, really? I showed you? Uh, from It was Damian Marley, it was Key Manny Marley, and Stephen Marley. They were All three of them were there. Oh. It was the Marley Brothers kind of thing. And then there was the Long Beach Dub All-Stars, was uh, our, uh, Cypress Hill. old high school friend Doobie there? <laughs> he actually was. Believe it or not, no fucking joke, I ran into Derek Wells at that show. Uh, he had his staff and everything. He was Beautiful. like, he was part of this whole, he had this reggae thing going on. He was part of a band and he, he was actually a guest um, artist f- 
for another artist that was there. That group. Oh, really? Hyrie. Have you ever heard of Hyrie? They're from uh, Hawaii. Okay. And there's this female lead singer that's uh, part of uh, the group. She had Doobie on stage with them at the show, and he's part of another group, and I forget the name of the group off the top of my head. But he's still active. Hey, he's still cool. doing he's stuff. Making it happen. That was. I that saw was him in the thing. VIP area, and I came up behind him, and I was like, "Hey, Derek!" And he's like, "It was like he got transported to another time dimension." When I was like, "Hey, what's <laughs> up, man?" He's like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" Anyway, that so yeah, wild. he's still he's still doing good. He's still out there. Uh, Jonathan Kane, keyboardist of Journey and former keyboardist of The Babies, is seventy three. Yeah, look at him, looking snazzy, man. I need a jacket like that. Mitch Ryder of the Detroit Wheels is 78. Mm-hmm. Brad Whitford, guitarist of Aerosmith, is 71. 71. He was the original guitarist. He's not with them anymore, but uh, he's still around, still doing good. Terry Tex Comer, uh, bassist of Ace, is 74. 74. That was the only photo I could find of that That's guy. a really good... That's it's a, like an album cover. Yeah, it looks like something... <laughs> I, think I could not find hits. a photo of that dude. And he's I'm not life. holding a bass. That's a guitar. Um, so, I don't know. He's anyway. the uh, bassist of Ace. <laughs> I guess it. Bass of Ace. This week. In rock and roll history. Trivia. Time for some trivia, guys. It is time for some trivia. This week in rock and roll history in 1976. David, we got to go all the way back to the 70s here. This album is certified both gold and platinum for sales of 2 million copies. It was a big album back then. It's the first album to receive platinum certification. So it's the first platinum wow. album ever from the Recording Industry Association of America. So which album was it in 1976? Was it A, Rumors, Fleetwood Mac, B, Greatest Hits, 1971-75 to 75 from the Eagles, or C, Led Zeppelin Four, or was it maybe D, David Cocaine Crosby, and the Cheshire Cats, a double album as oh, performed it's a album. Yeah, on Broadway. This was a live album recorded on Broadway by David Crosby dressed as the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland, where he simply hangs out on a tree branch as an indigenous tribes people from Angola dance and sing Broadway renditions of 1920s sea shanties. Wait, Very- is that the one where he's not got all the prosthesis and everything and he's got like the... That could have been. The mouth I think that could have been that. Yes, everything? yes. And he's uh, Cheshire Cat up in the branches controlling everything. I think. And he yeah. has the glowing eye. Yeah. Right. Okay, I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> that was big. big. That was a, that, that was, was big. a big. I don't know. Was that the best-selling one uh, to earn well, platinum not. status? Okay, okay, okay. Let's I, be realistic. You know. um, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Rumors. That's a solid album. It was actually the Eagles. Eagles. The Eagles, their greatest hits, 1971-1975 by the Eagles, certify both gold and platinum. It's the first album to receive platinum certification from the Recording Industry Association of America. That so makes sense with the logic that we were just talking about where you buy an album, you want to make sure it's good, and so they really bought the heck out of it. This was Eagles, one of the first uh, best-selling greatest, greatest hits albums. Yeah. There wasn't very many um, greatest hits. You know, there was stuff like Frank Sinatra's greatest hits. and In the rock world, though, this was one of the first one. ones. Yeah, so best-selling one. And all those tracks were really good. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get to it. We got some Here new go. and rock metal album releases to get to. 
David, can you do it in 30 seconds or less? Well, I'm looking at this before, and I, some of those I don't even think I'm going to be able to read. All right, well, you're we'll going to have to do your best. All right, let's get to it. It's time. Let's go. Air Raid, Final Fatal Encounter, Big Brave, Nature Mort, uh, Body Farm, Ultimate Abomination, Dark Embrace, Dark Metal, Dark dark <laughs> Heavy Metal, uh, Death Pill, Death Pill, Dope, Blood Money, Part Zero, Godsmack, Lighting Up the Sky, Headed Volk, Volkavir, Kier, uh, Host, Nine, Hypno 5A or something, Shoal, Insomnium, Anno, 1696, Megaton Sword, Might and Power, Borderhead, uh, bad Magic, Seriously Bad Magic, No Spill Blood, Eye of Night, Omega Infinity, The Anticurrent, Sienna Root, Revelation, Steel Panther, oh. and the Prowls. Oh. Uh, Stoner Boogie so Baja. So close. It was that Hypno 5. Yeah, that, one's, that? that was a little, uh, yeah. Do you know this band? I do not. I'm sure they suck. You don't know anything. I don't. I, I really don't. I just copy and paste from the that internet. Shoal. Shoal. That's scary. Isn't that? No, that was It Zool. is kind of creepy. Remember that from the Ghostbusters? Oh, yeah. That's right. That's Zool. right. All right. So movie, TV, entertainment, gaming news. Uh, did you hear this? The uh, $1.3 billion Mega Millions jackpot on January 13th. I did hear about this. My wife was buying some tickets. It came out that they lived in Maine, but they're remaining anonymous because Maine is among the states that allow lottery win winners to conceal their identities. Wow. So there's not very many states that allow you to do that. And I was talking with Dolly about it. And she's like, yeah, uh, California's not like that, right? And I'm like, yeah, nope. you got to disclose that information. Maine's one of the ones where you don't have to do that. You can live in secrecy with $1.3 billion. Wow. Well, after taxes, probably like... Uh, One billion. One billion. Something like <laughs> 999 million. Something ridiculous. My goodness. Isn't that crazy? They claim the prize through an, an, an LLC and remain So, anonymous. Chris, if you had uh, $1.35 billion, what would you do with it? Man, I don't know. I want to, I was telling Dahlia, I want to do stuff with music and then helping pets. So, I'd want to either maybe create some cool, like, Music scholarships, uh, you know, stuff like that, recording music, things like that, venues, things oh, like that in the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also I'd like to really help out the um, uh, pet community with uh, new shelters, updating them to make it cool and hip to adopt pets. So, like, whether that be, like, through website, social media, TV, uh, a billboard, uh, you oh, know, a big yeah. digital billboard that makes it look cool with updated pictures of pets and stuff and really focusing, uh, you know, kind of shine a light on that kind of stuff. So those those kind of things. That's, that's cool. What about you? If you had to choose some stuff to... Uh, that's a huge amount of money. I think I would build a skyscraper in the middle of Merced. Wow, that's <laughs> ambitious. Just <laughs> it's chambers it reach tower. the sky. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I think it probably... You know what I would probably... One of the first things I would do is... Put some windows on my living room. <laughs> part new of new windows. Some windows. Yeah, that is um, part of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would. I'd probably try uh, some scholarships, like set up some uh, right? scholarships. Why not? That'd be cool. Like, I, I like that when people use that money for things like that, where they're trying to help and other I'd younger. Probably. Yeah, I won't get into what I'd actually like. A lot of other things I'd spend it on. <laughs> We'll but, move on. Yeah. We'll move on. <laughs> Did you hear about this 1,000-pound fireball that exploded above Texas? What? Yep. Um, it's a meteorite? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a dark, smooth meteorite, and it was found 
in the dirt on February 18th, and it was a fireball weighing about 1,000 pounds, they're guessing, broke apart 21 miles above the Earth on oh February 18th, or 15th, excuse me, okay. scattering smaller pieces, meteorites overhead, and they found one. Oh, did I get was the it pi- the, uh, the all-spark the or whatever? The, I don't know. Age of Ultron. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. One of those. Black, what did they say? Black and smooth? Yeah. Um, they, they, I forgot to attach the photo of it, but it's, it looks like a piece of, um, obsidian or something. Yeah. Like kind of a piece of obsidian rock, volcanic rock. Scary. Survived the atmosphere kind of, you know? Wow. Pretty wild, dude. It was moving at, they say 27,000 miles per hour with the energy of eight tons of TNT. Good gosh. Isn't that crazy? Well, everything is, uh, really big in Texas, (laughs) so... Their meteors are big, too, I guess. This is a pretty big blunder in Spain. Um, they got fired over this. Um, they <laughs> they ordered these trains for their new tunnel, and they were the wrong size. They were too big. <laughs> they ordered $275 million trains, and they're too big. They're old tunnels in Spain. They're more narrow than modern tunnels, and they said it was, quote, a monumentally botched job. And wow. quote, the mistake will result in a two-year delay of the new trains being delivered for Spain. That well, that, that kind of reminds me, you know, they put in that train <laughs> station downtown Merced. Yes. And the trains didn't go there right. for a while. It's kind of like that. Like a it's ghost, like, ghost train. Yeah, didn't you do that? No. Let's put the cart before the horse. Wow. Yeah. This was kind of cool. Fifth person ever to be confirmed cured of HIV. 53-year-old man in Germany, they're calling him the Dusseldorf patient to protect his privacy, saying he is the fifth confirmed case of an HIV cure in history. Wow. Uh, The details of his successful treatment were first announced at a conference in 2019. They couldn't confirm back then that he'd been officially cured at that time. But now, five years later, basically, four years later, he's... Yeah, he stopped his HIV medication. Nothing. They, they and they scanned him again four years later, doing fine. Wow, that's great. The virus has never been fully eradicated, except for in five different patients in history. So, pretty wild. Well, huh? it is amazing how how different it is. Yeah. Like, yep. When we were younger, and it was basically a death sentence, and now now there's hope. Long lives. Now yeah. there's hope. Did you hear this? Weekly WTF this week. First-generation iPhone fetches $63,000 at an auction. Come on. 2007 first-generation iPhone. It was sealed in its original packaging, never been opened, according to this auction company, Karen Green. This sounds like a story of all of our moms or grandmas. The original owner of the phone said on a talk show that her friends bought her the phone but she never bothered to open oh, the package. I don't know how to use since that Since she had just, <laughs> she just got a new phone. Oh, I just wow. got a new phone. Oh, we just got you this new iPhone, Karen. Oh, uh, no, I already got an Android. I'm good. My goodness. Se- seven, 63,000. What? Why? Well, I have like old it's a novelty. busted up iPhones. It's a novelty now. And it works still? It's brand but new, but of you course. Can't, but you can't use any of the software on it. I mean, what are you going to do? It's Look a novelty. Mint. The, they, they were selling the, uh, the the latest thing I remember before the iPhones. Uh, it was the iPods. The original iPod oh, yeah. from 2003 or 2004 going for about the same. What did you think of those when they came out? 
I wasn't in, I've never been a fan of Apple products until I got my iPhone. And then I got kind of slowly converted to uh, Apple in terms of their quality. Um, I, at the time though, not into the Apple thing because you had to add a, have an Apple computer. And iTunes was like you had to pay for it. It was all oh, through okay. iTunes library. So oh, me at, yeah. at that time in the early 2000s, I was into LimeWire, Kazaa. Stealing all the music, oh, yeah. Napster and Napster all that had just been. Yeah, so I was into that, and then Android and, and PC was that. That was my world. So Apple to me was like, no, nah, I'm not paying for that. You know, I just remember seeing the folks on campus in college and being like, wow, that looks cool. It's white. Yeah, I know. Or is white. I know. Everything's white and shiny and and fancy and something else. Yeah, so that really wasn't good, really that wasn't good, my thing. Uh, eye catcher and uh, and campaign and stuff, but. But yeah, now still I'm like kicking myself. Yeah, yep. Kicking myself. If you would have had that early, should have gotten that waves. max. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> All right. So would you pay now for a Facebook check mark? They did it with Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this. You want to be Meta verified now? It's definitely. Gonna co- it's gonna cost you definitely eleven ninety nine on the web, and then get this: it's gonna cost you more on Apple on iOS fourteen ninety nine. I am the real. <laughs> David. Okay. Mark Zuckerberg claimed that direct customer support access would cost a significant amount of money, so the new subscription would help make up for that cost. You get a blue badge, extra protection, and direct customer support. Ah, gosh, man. Horrible, right? Would you you get a a check? No. I would not pay for that. I just, I just, I mean, maybe if you're a legitimate business with a bunch of heavy traffic, I could see that. But I'll just a, tell my a, students. A and be like, do you guys know who you're messing with? <laughs> I have a a blue meta. I check. am officially verified. I'm verified. I am verified. Right? I pay eleven ninety nine a month. Those other, <laughs> those other, yeah. All right. Wow. What do you think about this? I thought this was uh, people were kind of uh, divided over this uh, thing that this lady was bragging about. So she uh, flies to Disney World apparently uh, a couple times a year. And she mailed her clothes to avoid Spirit Airlines check bag fees. Her TikTok video claims mailing her clothes costs uh, $28 each way with FedEx. And Spirit would have charged her $62 each way. So she saves about 40 bucks. People are calling it poor people behavior, quote. Uh, Heck yes. <laughs> more of that. But people are saying, quote, if small savings like luggage costs means you can go to Disney World six times a year instead of three, it's not broke behavior, it's smart spending. What do you think of something? Would you do something that extreme? Mailing your clothes to your uh, vacation destination instead of paying for it on the airline? I mean, shoot. I hate those airlines. If I could figure out any way not to give them any, any more money. money. The yeah. only thing I don't like about this is that where are you sending the de- FedEx delivery to? Yeah. <laughs> and they just Your show up at something. the hotel like lobby. Like I got it's a package. All, like, yeah. Beaten up. Yeah, I got like... a baggage for a, 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 a Marie Jensen. You know. It, now I want to know if it's she in doesn't the even suitcase know what, or if she it's all know just what... like clothes in a box. Right. She doesn't know what room she's in. How are you sending this ahead of time? To where you're gonna be staying in vacation, you know. I gotta, gotta be pretty slick. 
Maybe she has friends or family down there. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, they pick it up at the... Uh, I don't know. I wonder. But, right. but 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 people are saying this is poor people behavior. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, the... We're in 2023 and we still got people yeah, saying that? Yep. Wow. That If you're trying to save money... Sounds like 1997. I know. People try and make fun of people for anything, though. Wow. All right, what do you think about this? We got two more stories left. Uh, three. California plans to ban gas-powered lawnmowers. Uh, by 2035, they're saying that this new assembly bill, uh, that they're saying a leaf blower emits as much CO2 as a 2016 Toyota Camry does when driving 1,100 miles. And an hour of commercial lawnmower emits as much smog production pollution as a Toyota Camry does over 300 miles. So if California is to hit its goal of our neutral thing, these need to, these small off-road engines will have to go. What do you think of this? Well, uh, sounds sounds like I mean I have an electric lawnmower and it does me fine, right? Um, but I mean I hope I hope people are realizing that it's not just uh, consumer behavior that does all the climate emissions, right? You we only do about fifteen percent of all I emissions. Agree. It's uh, large corporations that do it. It seems most of like it. they kind of screw it screw the consumers out of basically like, well, all the stuff you just bought last year, did you just buy a new mower? Now you gotta go buy another new one. Yeah. And, and yeah. It seems like I mean it's I'm kind all for like that. Climate climate neutrality and or sorry, uh, carbon neutrality and, and figuring out ways to I mean, I teach this stuff. But this is one of those things I'm like, okay. We're going to get the consumers on this. Is this the law? Is this right. the law that needs to be made to really solve the problem? Yep. Or should we be having some uh, good public electrified transportation? That's right? a that great question. That is a great question. Let's play an ad real quick. Uh, let's take a quick little break here. Uh, I'm going to play some Corn Camp. And we have a new addition to Corn Camp that is going to be coming soon, guys. That um, Barry Anderson is actually doing a mathematic quadratic chaos class at Corn Camp. You're going to be hearing about it soon. We just got the word about it. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to knock your socks off. It's, it's a little bit. Um, it's kind of extreme. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those kind of boot campy type things. But he's a real like kind of zen. He's character. yeah, he's kind of like uh, you know sweet and sour. You know, yeah. he's he's yeah. he's both. Just you know, don't say the wrong thing to him. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's you should true. be fine. That's true. But uh, all right, let's hear the original Corn Camp ad, and then you're going to be hearing that new one very very soon. So and check now it out. a message from one of our sponsors. Kids, 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 kids. Do you like corn? Do you like camp? Are you tired of the same boring routine in that dull Midwestern opiate infested farm town? Punching walls in the arms of your friends and moshing in your stepdad basement like a freak? Are you a freak? You're a freak! Then head down to our kids' camp in sunny Bakersfield, California, where we've remodeled 40 acres of shitty asphalt, old dollar stores, and tire shops into an island style corn maze and campground just for you, freak! Two weeks of 10-hour a day camp courses brought to you by our favorite new metal group, Corn, Corn, Corn. Each day is jam-packed with individual lessons from these grindy, whiny, screaming giants of rock, including Wednesday to Sunday, four-hour nightly sessions on head bandana folding straight from bassist Reginald Fieldy Arvizu, a daily two-hour nature walk, spotting both alive and dead ground squirrels with James Monkey Schaefer 
on the site of California's infamous Interstate 5. Yeah! An incredible three-hour-long daily lesson with frontman Jonathan Spunky Davis on how to effectively ruin a hard-ass song with the 30-second interlude of whiny voice and out-of-sync instruments. Yeah. I hate you, Daddy. As a special treat, <laughs> former band member Brian Head Welch personally crawls under the blankets by your feet to wake you at 4 a.m. with fervent prayer whispers, then leads you to a wet spot in a lawn where he anoints you with the soot in the name of evangelical Jesus Christ. Brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. That's pretty disturbing. Bless, 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 bless. Hour of Power by 10-time Academy Award nominee and Moon Children of Bulganathon cult veteran, Tildy Sweeney-Doo. My God! Bedtime loudspeaker reading of Maze for the Gods, unearthing the 9,000-year-old history of corn, and much, much, much more! So tell your parents to get online now, you freak! Wow, corn camp sounds so cool! They better fucking bust out that almost maxed out credit card and visit www.corncampwithallks.com and bust a load of 2K on the best damn three weeks of your life at Corn Camp. Corn Camp. Corn Camp. Not an officially licensed product. Corn Camp not legally tied to ban corn. Special taxes and rates may apply. Not available to residents in the state of Wisconsin or to Fred Durst or any Limp Biscuit affiliates. All rights reserved. Rocknewsweekly.com. Wow, Corn Camp just sounds awesome as always, uh, but it's going to be even better this year with Quadratic Chaos, and we'll let you guys know more about that uh, as we get that info. It's a new, it's a new class. This is going to be a new teacher. Well, you know, it's a whole thing. Uh, we'll fill you in on it. Um, but all right, check it out. I thought this was pretty cool. Some good news this week. An 80-year-old janitor went back to work to cover his expenses. Because uh, you know life is you know it, it, apparently his rent uh, his rent was raised, and mm. so he needed like an extra four hundred dollars a month to afford his rent. This eighty year old janitor. Well, Man. the students found out about it, and they're trying to help him afford his retirement. So, his name is Mr. James. Returned to Callisburg High School in Texas last month. His rent went up by four hundred. So to support him. Students started a GoFundMe called Getting Mr. James Out of This School. Student Grayson Thurman is organizing the effort, and over $200,000 has been raised so far. Wow. The initial goal was just 10000 It says, quote, nobody deserves to work their whole life. They deserve to enjoy everything. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, it ended up getting them way more money than they initially planned, and, uh, you know, 80-year-old janitor can kind of live comfortably now. So, what do you think of that? Uh, that? I have to say that's that's pretty touching. That's one of those things you think about someone who's working until they're 80 years old and want want to take some rest, you know? Yep, and all they're doing is just affording their rent just to scrape by so they always have to work. They can never, like, just take a break. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rough. So, $200,000. I think these are the – this is the – you know, people say, oh, you know – Social media technology, blah blah blah. This is the benefit of that kind you of shit. You can do that kind of stuff. The, this yeah. is what you can do now. Like you weren't able to do that back in the day, and now it's like you can do that for for the janitor. Uh, so very cool. I thought it was awesome. All right, last story of the week, a very important story. 
a chonky cat is the top-rated tourist attraction in Sechigen, Poland. Gasic, the cat, or Gasic, I don't know. He's got his own Instagram account. Caught Gasic every day. And he ranks higher on Google Maps than a Duke's castle in <laughs> Poland. The cat has been seen accepting treats and posing for photos. He's even been nicknamed the Kitty King of Downtown. <laughs> One of the reviews says, quote, it was worth traveling three hours to feel ignored by him. Recommended, <laughs> says one review. But not everyone is a fan. One one star review said, quote, he stole a sausage. <laughs> Check out this what? cat, though. Check out this cat. This cat is the coolest cat, David. You're going to love this. All right. No, I'm really wondering right All now. All right. Gasic the cat here. Uh, oh, let me go to the bigger one so you guys can see this. What a lovely cat. Look at oh, this. Look at this pretty big, big. Look at this big boy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Look at that I, big so boy. So it's just it's the Polish sausage. He's a big he's a big that's Polish a boy. Big, that's a big And then cat. look at he's got like he's got his own little, little house. Yeah, he's got his little own little house little out there. there. So check him out. Let's watch a little video here. See? He's the kitty king of downtown Poland. <laughs> Gasic, the cat. More better reviewed than the Duke's castle in the area. So if you're traveling and looking for things to do, you got to go see Gasic. Uh, he sounds exciting. Look at him. He is a big boy. I had a pretty big cat. I wonder if I... Wow. He's a pretty... Classic. He's a pretty cat, too. Look at that would big you, boy. So would you head over there and see him? I would definitely. If I was in the area, I wouldn't make a trick a trip just for Gasic. But I gotta say, if I was in the area, I would definitely make it a point to to see him. I feel like uh looking at all these Polish words there. <laughs> yeah. They're not real big on uh vowels. Yeah. No, they don't have a lot of vowels. There's uh it seems like there's three three vowels per uh eleven. Oh, there's some vowels in that one. <laughs> but uh, there you go. So, Gasic, good stuff, man. All right. God bless you, Gasic. All right. That's it for us this week, guys. Rock News Weekly. Rocknewsweekly.com. Twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Watch us live. See the photos that we were just talking about, Gasic, the Polish cat. You got to watch us when we're on Twitch. You got to see those. But if you miss it, you can check us out on demand. YouTube.com slash at rocknewsweekly. We appreciate it, guys. Have a good rest of your night and your week. We'll see you next time. Peace. See you later.